So maybe you've had this experience before where someone offers you a gift and you kind of look at the gift and it's, it's okay, but it's not exactly what you wanted or it wasn't what you were looking for. And the person notices this expression on your face. And so they're like, you know what, maybe, maybe this isn't for you. And they, they take it back. And then you realize, wait, actually, I really wanted that. And you wished you had been more grateful for the gift that they had given you. Maybe you've experienced that, maybe you haven't. But what if, what if God did that to us? What if God, who offers us and gives us everything, was to take back the gifts that he has given if we didn't say thank you for them? I mean, imagine what you would have today if you only had today what you said thank you to God for yesterday. Would you have anything at all? For some people, maybe you would have your family, your friends, your house, your cars, your health, your wealth. For other people, if you didn't say thank you to God in this hypothetical scenario, you might not have anything, not even your own life. We have a lot that we can be thankful for, that we can be grateful for. And in our readings today, gratitude is a big theme. For example, in the gospel passage, Jesus notices that there are 10 lepers and they're asking him for assistance. They want to be healed. And so they pray, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Jesus gives an odd response, odd to us anyway. He says, go show yourselves to the priests. Like, maybe they should go to a doctor. Why would they go show themselves to the priests? Well, the reason is because in order for them to participate in the worship of the people, the priest would have to examine them to make sure that the leprosy is gone. And so for them to go show themselves to the priest, Jesus is telling them, I'm going to heal you, so go ahead and act as if you are healed. Make your way to the priest to be examined so that you can be declared clean and rejoin the people, no longer being separated because of the leprosy. And it says that as they were going, they were cleansed, meaning they believed Jesus and they started making their way to the priests to show themselves, believing that Jesus will heal them. They acted in faith. One of them, recognizing that he was healed, he goes back to Jesus and says, thank you. Jesus then responds, ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? It's interesting that only the Samaritan said thank you to God. Now, we may not fully understand the difference between Samaritan and Jew, but the Samaritans were not liked by the Jews because the Samaritans interbred. They were of the people of Israel, but some of them interbred with the pagans, and the way that they worshipped was no longer in accordance with the law. And so as a result of that, the Jews and the Samaritans did not get along. And yet it was the Samaritan and not the Jew who came back and said thank you. This theme of gratitude is also seen in our first reading, where we hear about Naaman. Now, we might not remember too much about him. He was a military leader of a pagan people, and he had leprosy. And he wanted to be cured, so he went to Elisha, the prophet of Israel, 
in hopes that the God of Israel, through Elisha, would, would heal him, would cure him. And Elisha says to him, go plunge yourself, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. And Naaman's like, there are better waters back in my own country. Like, why would I do that here? And if you've ever been to the Holy Land, if you've ever seen the Jordan River, it's more like a creek. It's only about 10 feet wide, and it's muddy water. Like, I totally understand why Naaman was like, you know what, this isn't so great. Like, why would I go in this water? But his servants tell him, go ahead and do it. If he told you to do something more difficult, you would have done it. So why not do this simple thing? And so Naaman, like the lepers in our gospel passage, acts in faith, believing, okay, this is what God told me to do through the prophet Elisha. I'm going to do it. And he does, and he's cured, miraculously, of his leprosy. And he wants to give thanks, and he has all of these gifts to give to Elisha in, in his gratitude. He wants to give back. He wants to say thank you not only to Elisha, but also to the God of Israel. And yet Elisha doesn't want the gifts. He says, as the Lord lives whom I serve, I will not take it. And even though Naaman insisted, take these gifts, take these gifts, he refused. Now, why would he refuse these gifts? Well, because Elisha is the prophet of God, and he knows that not taking the gifts is going to glorify God more. In fact, because he doesn't receive the gifts, it prompts Naaman to go deeper into his faith. As we heard, if you will not accept, please let me, your servant, have two mule loads of earth, for I will no longer offer holocaust or sacrifice to any other god except to the Lord. Now that may seem really odd to us, like, okay, you didn't want the gifts that I, I'm trying to give you? Give me a bunch of dirt. Like, why would he do that? Well, in Naaman's time, they believed in a multitude of gods, and they believed that the gods were attached to the land, to the earth, to the dirt. But he only wants to worship the God of Israel now. He doesn't want to worship any other god. And so in his mind, because the god is attached to the earth, because there's a connection there, he needs to take some of that earth, some of that dirt, back with him to his home so he can offer proper sacrifice to the one true God. We see then that Naaman is prompted to go deeper in his relationship with the Lord, that he wants to say thank you to God by offering sacrifice. And that's something that all of us can do as well. When we say thank you to the Lord, we should do so out of love for the Lord, out of recognition that all that we have and all that we are is a gift from God, that we would have nothing if it were not for him. And so in gratitude, in appreciation, in thanksgiving, we should be willing to say thank you to God in the way that God wants us to, and to be like Elisha, to not want anything in return. In reality, a lot of us have a tendency towards being self-centered or selfish, and it's hard for us to be motivated for the sake of another person alone. A lot of times we do things for our own benefit, even if we have good reasons and good intentions for the sake of other people. And God knows this. He knows our weakness. He knows our tendency to care more about ourselves than others. 
And so we see something very important in our gospel passage with regards to that. When the leper comes back and he says, thank you to our Lord, Jesus gives him more. Recall what the response was at the end of our gospel. He says to him, stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean, oh, because you believed your skin was healed and you no longer have leprosy? No, that already happened. He's going deeper. He's saying, I've already cured your body, but because you said thank you, I'm also going to cure your soul. I'm forgiving you your sins because you express gratitude. So when we go to God and we say thank you, we open ourselves up to receive more, and God will give us more. He wants to bless us. We are his beloved children. He wants to give us an abundance of grace. He wants to give us everlasting life. And if we say thank you to the Lord for the things that we already have, he will give us more. Maybe not exactly the things that we want, maybe not exactly the way or the time that we want, but the more we are able to recognize all that God has given us, the easier it is for us to say thank you, the easier it is for us to recognize the different ways in which he blesses us. Maybe it's through reconciliation with a family member whom you've been estranged from for a multitude of years. Maybe saying thank you to God for the good things that you have can bring healing to your marriage as God's gift to you. There's lots of ways God can bless us even more if we open ourselves up to those blessings through gratitude. And the best way to say thank you to someone is the way that they ask you to say thank you. I mean, when we ask someone for a particular gift, that's what we want. And if they give us something else, we might be okay with it. But it's not appreciated as much as what we asked for, right? So the same is true with God. But what is it that God asks us for? What way does God want us to say thank you? Maybe you know the answer, or maybe it'll come to a as a surprise to you. But there's only one place in Scripture where Jesus says, do this in memory of me. He's saying, this is how I want you to say thank you. This is how I want you to remember me. This is how I want you to be with me. Do this in memory of me. That might sound familiar. In fact, I'm going to say it in a short period of time at the altar. Jesus said that as he is celebrating the Last Supper, as he's transforming this Passover meal into the very first Mass. He consecrates the, the body, he consecrates bread into his body, and he consecrates wine into his blood, and he says, do this in memory of me. What he's telling us to do is to say thank you by celebrating Mass, by participating in the Eucharist. Eucharist is a word that comes from the Greek word Eucharistia, which means thanksgiving. And yes, I know I'm a couple months early, but thanksgiving is what we are here for. We're here for more reasons than that, I hope, but that's part of it to celebrate the Eucharist, to say thank you to God for all that we have and all that we are, for all of the blessings received, to express our gratitude in the way that the Lord told us to. Do this in memory of me. So we are called by God to say thank you by coming to Mass, 
by expressing our gratitude, by participating, which is primarily not just sitting, standing, saying the responses, singing the songs. All of those things are good, but it's not the primary way of participating in Mass. The primary way to participate in Mass is to participate in what makes Mass unique compared to anything else we do. That is, the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord on the cross being made present to us at the altar. His sacrifice made present mysteriously, miraculously, sacramentally at the altar where his death takes place through these sacramental signs so that we can be there even though we're separated by time, at Calvary, where he sacrificed himself, the source and summit of all of the grace that we receive, this offering that he made on the cross out of love, which was more pleasing to God the Father than all of the sins of all of humanity for all time. We say thank you to, that, to our Lord for that. We participate in it by an act of the will, by an interior movement, of the heart and mind by offering ourselves and Christ within us in union with Christ in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity to the Heavenly Father in union with the Holy Spirit. The primary way of participating in Mass is the interior movement. It's uniting our offering to the offering at the altar. Recall later in the Mass when I say, pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. We respond, may the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name. Okay, I'll stop there. First and foremost, we're doing this for God, for our good and the good of all his holy church. So we're saying thank you to God. We're expressing our gratitude to God. We're making this offering to God. We're worshiping God first and foremost. And then secondarily, it's for our own sake, for our own benefit, for the blessings God will give to us. God wants to bless us even more. He wants us to say thank you by participating in the Eucharist, this offering of thanksgiving, so that we can be with him one day forever in heaven. So let us take a moment now to say thank you to God for all that he has given us in this moment of silence. Let us say thank you to God for all the things as if tomorrow we would only have the things that we said thank you to God for today. Let us do that as we prepare to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the most holy Eucharist.